Hey dreamers, this is your host, Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, and we just finished an eight-part series on the revelation of the new creation. And there's something so powerful that happened at the cross. There's something so wonderful that happened when Jesus paid the price, that he became sin, the very one that knew no sin. There was no darkness in him. There was nothing. He was perfect in every way. He was tempted and did not yield. He fulfilled the law in the flesh. This is absolutely amazing what Jesus did for us to create this brand new species of being, this royal race, this uh, this whole race of kings and priests. This is what God did for us at Calvary and at his resurrection. And I, I used the word um, sumphotos, which is united together through the whole process. That's what sumphotos means. So you were united together in his, in his birth, in his sinless life, in his fulfillment of the law, in his obedience to the cross, to his dying and to his burial, and to his resurrection, and to his ascension, and to his sitting down in heaven upon the same throne as Father God. This is where we are seated because we are together with him through the whole process. And this is what the the beautiful thing about the new creation is unveiling it's called an apocalypto, and you've heard me say that if you've been listening to me for a while. Apocalypto is something that is revealed of what was always there. It's a revealing of what was always there. It already has been done. It was already established before it was created, <laughs> before it was formed, rather, because it's created. When creation starts in in the the thinking and the mind and the thoughts and the words and the creation begins there, but then there's a process of forming it. That's why you get reformed when you get born again. And and then after your reformation in your spirit, then the process of transformation begins to happen in your mind, your will, and your emotions, and your soul begins to be transformed into the reformed part of you who is the real part of you because you are a spirit you live in a body and you possess a soul and like i've said before a believer's life does not consist of the things that he possesses so you possess your history you possess your emotions you you possess your feelings you possess your education you possess your culture but they do not possess you you are greater than your culture you are greater than your experiences you're greater than your traumas you're greater than the things that tried to take you out greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world anything in this physical realm bows to the king kingdom of God and all you have to do is enforce it. So how do you enforce these 
these um, beautiful, wonderful revelations of our new creation, it's, it's through covenant. We have an old covenant and we have a new covenant. And a lot of people are living their life as a believer and in the kingdom of God like somebody that never came out of the old covenant covenant you many many of i mean i am still being set free from an old covenant um earned deserve um belief system and so we've been dealing over these last several several podcasts about a past life self image problem information past life problem information there's a past life belief system that we have taken into the body of Christ we've taken into the church we've taken into the kingdom we still have these these thought patterns that are strongholds created through trauma created through religion created through demonic distribution created um, because of bad belief systems And I'm here today to bring to you a message that we can be set free in every way from anyone's control. That whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. And I've been set free for freedom's sake. And the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us all free from the law of sin and death. You no longer are underneath the curse of the law. Genesis... um, Chapter 7, verses, um, I think it's 15. Uh, no, it's Genesis chapter 28, verses f- 15 or 16 uh, through, I don't know how, how many. It talks about all the curses of the law. If you do not obey, if you do not do this, if you do not do that, if you do not do this, it, it, it's all about the do's and the don'ts. But that is not part of the new creation reality. We must understand that we've been bought with a price, that the sin quotient, that Jesus became sin on the cross. The father turned away from him. He cried out, Lama, Lama, Sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he began to sense what we have sensed at times in our physical bodies. The, 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 his body did not see corruption, but he felt all of the corruption. There was not decay that happened to his body. That's not the point. But he did get surrounded with and became the very essence of sin and then the spirit of life that that, the, that, that was in him, the very spirit of the living God that, that dwells on the inside of you. And if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit shall also quicken your mortal body at the day of the resurrection, but also every day you can lay hold of resurrection life because we were photos, We were united together through the whole process. And now we are the redeemed of the Lord. Jesus became the kinsman redeemer. He is our family member that absolutely paid for our price. And when you redeem anything, when you look up the definition and the etymology of the word redeemed, it actually means to purchase back by way of threat. So I want to get into a couple of things here this morning, or I'm, I'm 
taping this this morning. You may be listening to it in the evening. I don't know. But I want to share a few things today. I want to talk about the Abrahamic covenant. I want to, you know, get into a little bit of detail about it and share a few things that you might not even know uh, that happened that day. And you might know. And, and um, But anyway, so a, basically a covenant is a binding promise between two people that have each other's best in mind. And so there's a, a covenant that that God made with Abraham. And you can read all about the, that covenant in Genesis 12, 17, and 15. And then uh, there's talkings about it in Jeremiah as well. Um, but I want to just start off by just talking about what happened that amazing day in Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 21. And I won't read the, the whole, uh, matter of fact, I'm, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to tell you the story. You can go back and read it. And it, it gets to a, a very interesting part right in, the, right in the middle of it. So in Genesis chapter 15, uh, verse 17, so actually more towards the the end of the, the, the story here. And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark, that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. So just to give you some context of, of this scripture here, uh, God uh, comes down and acts as the... Uh, lesser government. So this this covenant is as um, you can see it amongst the Hittites, and it's a serenity. It's called a serenity. Um, sorry, no suzerainty. Suzerainty covenant. And um, what it is is the a, a lesser. Well, let me just give you the definition of uh, suzerainty covenant. It's, it is a relationship in which one state or policy controls the foreign policy and relations of a tributary state while allowing the tributary state to have internal sovereignty. So what does that mean? So a suzerainty covenant is what happened that day when God came to make covenant with Abraham. He condescended like Jesus Christ would and left and became poor so that we could become very, very rich. He came and, and so God came down and made this covenant and we've been grafted into this covenant. That's very important for you to understand. That's why we're starting here. We have been grafted into this covenant of suzerainty. This suzerainty is when a a lesser government. So God made himself as, as not a necessarily a lesser governing power, but he humbled himself and, and, and paid uh, fealty because that's what a, a suzerain is, um, a super uh, feudal lord. So a large feudal lord to whom fealty is due. Fealty is to swear loyalty to another Lord. And so what God did 
is he came down, he condescended, and he came down to Abraham, and, he, and he's basically saying this, Abraham, get me some, uh, I need a certain amount of animals. Um, actually, let me just uh, pull that up right here. Um, in verse 9 of Genesis chapter 15, it says, So he said to him, Bring me three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, and a three-year-old ram, and, tur- and turtle dove, and a pigeon. So he says, he brought them to him, and, they, and cut them in two. Then he brought all these to him, and cut them into down the middle, and placed each piece opposite the other, but did not cut the birds in two. So what happened here is God said to Abram, I want you to get these animals. I want you to cut them in two. I want you to make a trough. And he says, I am going to be the one that is going to make the journey through this trough. And so what it is, is the, the person that is pledging fealty or loyalty to the other, the, the, the person that should be the feudal, the one that is supposed to be the overlord. God himself came down and he says, I am going to walk through. And you see it in, in verse 17, where, where God is a flaming fire, where God was the, the burning bush on, on the top of the, the, on the side of the mountain where he did, where he talked to his servant, uh, Moses. He was always represent, represented by fire and he came down and the fire, the torch, the, the, the very God, the essence of God himself walked through. And he says, I will pledge my loyal to, loyalty to you as I myself walk through. Because at this time, Abraham was asleep. God put Abraham to sleep and then began to show him the next 400 years of his descendants and telling him what his descendants would do and what his descendants would, uh, descendants would be and, and how that they would have to go through, you know, 400 years of serving another nation. And then they would come out with great wealth and then they would go in and establish the, the covenant in the promised land. He, he put Abraham to sleep and he said, I will not trust you. I will put my trust in me and I myself will pledge loyalty and and, um, fealty to you, Abraham. I am the maker. I am the keeper of the covenant. Now all you have to do is believe me, Abraham. All you have to do is believe what I have done. I am God Almighty. I am that I am has said this and I am being and I am becoming every promise that you will ever need. And this is this is what you need to believe in, Abraham. And the Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. So this covenant is beyond imagination how great it is. This covenant that God made and he says, I am going to take the lesser position because that's what it was. It was the it was the lower Lord that was 
pledging fealty to the greater super overlord. And God put us in that position that day. And he says, I am going to pledge my loyalty to you. And you don't have to do it, but you have to do this one thing. Believe me. In the book of earlier on in the book of Genesis, you have Abra- you have um, Adam and Eve. And, and this is the great um, misunderstanding is that it is, you know, disobedience that happened in the garden that caused Abraham, or, uh, sorry, Adam and Eve to be cursed and to be driven out. No, no, no. Disobedience is a product of unbelief. They simply did not believe the covenant of God. God said, you just don't eat of these two trees. You can eat anything else. You can have this. They had a choice. And they noticed that the, 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 Eve noticed that the, the fruit was good for eating. It looked delicious and, and all this. And then she began to question. And, and, then, and, then thought, and then thoughts and then a seed thought came from the enemy. And all these things happened. And she believed another voice. She began to disbelieve. And that's what began the process of the curse. Now, belief enters in. Righteousness enters in when you believe the word of God, because ladies and gentlemen, the honest truth is you've been born again because of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. You believed the covenant. And I want to tell you today, and I want to refresh you today, and I want to encourage you today, believe the word of God. The word of God is a, is a, a light unto your path, a lamp to your feet, a foundation to your life. You need to, there's been such an attack against the covenant, the new covenant, the new Testament. You need to understand that when you begin to disbelieve the word of God is when you put yourself on very shaky ground. And that's when you become tossed to and fro with every doctrine and every new, new teaching. And you, and you don't, you don't stand solidly strong upon your covenant and upon what God has done for you. It's time to put your faith back in the word of God because the word of God is not only a light unto your path, a lamp to your feet, a foundation to your life, but it is health to your flesh. It is strength to your bones. You can, you are everything your word says you are. The word of God tells you who you are. When you got born again, when you got born from heaven, when you got born from above, when you got born of the spirit, and because you were already born of the physical, when this happened, you received a covenant. You operated in a covenant. And there are covenantal promises. The Bible says that, that the promises of God are yes and amen to what? To them that believe that your faith must be in the covenant of what God made with Abraham. You need to understand you were, you were tapped into, you were grafted into the line of Abraham because the promise didn't go to Abraham, Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. The, the promise went to Abraham and his seed. Did you hear that? 
the Bible says it, the promises to Abraham and his seed. So when you get grafted into Abraham, you're getting grafted into the seed, Jesus Christ. It was, he was the heel uh, of the seed of Eve that crushed the head of the serpent. You see, you need to understand that when you were grafted into Abraham, you were grafted into Jesus. Because the promise is the, the covenant that was made that I will keep this covenant. Or, and, and this is what the, the, these people would say back in the day. They said, or may the worst things happen to me that happened to this heifer, into this ram, into, this, uh, into these animals. May a worst thing happen to me. So I am telling you that Jesus paid the price with his blood so that you by himself, he did not cause anybody else to do that. He didn't even take Abraham's son when when. Abraham was going to go sacrifice his son. He did not do that. It was for the one and only seed, Jesus Christ. And you need to know that he sealed, signed, and delivered the goods, the promise, the covenant. And he paid the price. And here's the deal. For you to receive righteousness, you have to believe in the covenant that was made. This is very powerful. What we have to understand is the covenant that was made was made with you in mind. When Abraham fell asleep, then God himself, I will said this, I will swear to my own. I will swear to myself. I will swear as the sovereign and I will lower myself and I will pledge fealty to you, Abraham, and I will support you and I will undergird you and I will keep you and I will hold you and I will cause you to prosper and I'll cause your your seed to be as more than the the the, the sands of the seashore, more than the, the stars in the sky. I, I promise you this day, Abraham, and I promise you, and this is God speaking to you, I promised you and I paid it with my own blood on the cross. I, I did it again. I did it as I came down, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ, the word that became flesh. Jesus Christ was the word in the beginning was the word. John chapter one, verses one through three. Jesus is the word that became flesh. Jesus is the word that created everything. Jesus is the word that holds everything together. And Jesus Christ himself came down and made covenant with mankind again and he paid the ultimate price for your ultimate victory so that you could walk in the blessings and and the and fulfill the promise and live out the dream that he purposed for you to live. You did not come into this realm um, um, lacking. You did not come into this realm 
unable. You did not come into this realm purposeless. You came in this realm with more resources than you could use in 10, 20, 30, 40 lifetimes. You need to understand you came into this realm fully loaded and all you needed was a revelation of the covenant that Jesus made with his own blood, bringing us into the New Testament covenant. Jesus paid the price to give you a new creation, New Testament. You have a New Testament. Your testament, your testimony is that Jesus Christ is risen. And how do you provide your testimony to the resurrection of the one that made the covenant and then became the, his own executor of that very covenant? Ah, by his blood. My God, my God, what a Savior, what a Lord, what a Redeemer, what a friend. So friends, as I leave you today, I want you to uh, search out these scriptures, understand what God was saying when he says that you are grafted into the line of Abraham. And I'm going to get into this with a little bit more detail. And uh, and we're going to break down some covenants and maybe go over the five major covenants throughout the word of God. Uh, but the, the, the main thing you need to know is that you must believe in the covenant that God made with Abraham and his seed and the covenant that Jesus Christ made with you. If you believe what Jesus did, remember you were united together through the whole process when you became a believer. You are a believer. You are not a doubter. You are not a critic. You are not an anointed anointed skeptic. You are a believer. Fight the skepticism. Fight the criticism. Fight the, the, the doubts and unbeliefs and begin to believe the word of God. Begin to believe what Jesus did for you. It's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul the apostle said that, I believe it. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only in Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. In these days, ladies and gentlemen, you need to know you have a covenant uh, with a covenant-keeping God who paid the price, and He is the keeper. Say that. God is the keeper of my covenant. I am a believer of that covenant. That's my job. I'm a believer. I believe what Jesus did, and it is accounted unto me as righteousness, and that's how you got born again. Ladies and gentlemen, Barry signing off for now until next week when we are digging in deep into all of these covenants and uh, understanding the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I hope you're waking up into your dream. I hope you're tapping into your promises. And I'm hoping that this week you live the best days you've ever lived it's because in believing your best days can come upon you. Love you so much. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments 
and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.